if she brings you a drink. And there is no ice if she serves you some chicken. And it's not on a bed of rice if it's past 12 o'clock and she hasn't kissed you goodnight. Well, it should be illegal to power bomb your wife, power bomb your wife. Ooh, yeah, power bomb your wife. If she doesn't give you 37 blowjobs in one night, power bomb your wife, power bomb your wife, power bomb your wife. It's okay to power bomb your wife. It's a comedy podcast, a comedy podcast, a comedy. Whoa. Live from uh, the comedy podcast studios, which is uh, my CRV here parked in the driveway in front of the place I'm renting. This is this is the comedy podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm your host, James Hammond, just hanging out uh, behind the wheel of a car. It's hard to get into a chilled out podcasting zone behind the wheel of a car. I just feel like I'm driving, but I'm stuck in a traffic jam and I'm not going anywhere, you know? Kind of like this podcast. Maybe the podcast has kind of been so shitty numbers-wise because of uh, of how I'm recording it. Like, I'm just putting myself into the mindset of someone in a traffic jam and then recording a podcast. But not even a real traffic jam, like a fake uh, self-inflicted traffic jam. You ever force yourself into a traffic jam? Well, that's what this podcast is like. <laughs> Just really slow. It doesn't really go anywhere. And uh, a couple honks and beeps, but that's it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm a new dad. I'm a, I do a lot of stuff. Whole lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much my life, being a dad and working on jokes. And I do have a show coming up the 18th of December at the corner comedy club there's an 8 p.m and a 10 p.m show i am on the 10 p.m show i'm hosting it it's gonna be great i guarantee i don't know i haven't seen the lineup yet but i know it's gonna be stellar the corner comedy club in toronto check it out on the 18th and any other night you get a chance it's a good spot it's a great spot grand old spot is it a good i think it's good it's a good spot but that theme song power bomb i think we should get a vote going is it should it be legal to power bomb a loved one i think on top of that Woman should be able to to power bomb their husbands as well. You know, that's not a one way street. And if you're not physically fit enough, like my wife, she could power bomb me easily. She demonstrated that to me the other day. She's picked me up. You know, she's been deadlifting. I guess you know, training just to take me on, training to take me out. You know, <laughs> I don't know, but it was scary. I was like, I was intimidated. I was like, Jesus, she can lift me up. Eh? Okay. But if you can't physically overpower your husband. Or, uh, you know, your your boyfriend, if you're a chick, there should be a service for that, right? Like you hire ex-wrestlers, bodyguards, guys who are just big, big guys, you know? Because back in the day, big guys just became criminals, career criminals. They could walk around bullying people, beating them up, or they just become businessmen and bully their way through that avenue. But now bullying is kind of frowned upon. So we need something for the big guys of society to, to do, you know? And I think that's a good cause. Power bombing people's husbands for them. And if you got a bigger wife, you can hire someone to powerbomb your wife for you. All right, I'm here to powerbomb your wife for you, right? You know, <laughs> I don't beat my wife. I outsource for that. No, um, don't beat your wife. I don't think that's a good thing to do. I don't think you should powerbomb your wife either. That's uh, like if you hear this podcast or podcast and uh, you go off and go, well, you know what? James Hammond, the comedian from Canada, told me I should powerbomb your wife. And uh, you know what? She didn't give me a kiss goodnight. She didn't give me a plate of rice with chicken. 
And she didn't give me a drink with ice. That's it. Power bomb delivered. You know, it's just, you got to think about it a bit more. Can't just go out dishing out power bombs willy nilly to females or male or anyone. You know, in a different time, I feel like it could. You know, like was there a sweet spot of duel? You know, like you always hear about duels with guns. You know, but before guns, I guess you could have a samurai sword duel. That'd be kind of cool. But like, could you challenge people to different kinds of duels? Like, you know, I want to just like let's have a power bomb duel. You know, you know, the, we take 10 paces and then we run at each other and the first person to powerbomb the other person is victorious. We get the girl, we get the, the money and we get the, we get all the respect from the spectators because that's what you want at the end of the day is you want the people watching to go, wow, that guy is a good power bomber. He power bombed that other dude so hard into the ground that his collarbone just shattered. <laughs> he should be the mayor. I think that's how we should figure out who mayor is. Just powerbomb contest. You know, at least then we'll get a capable, at least a physically capable politician, you know? I don't know what I'm going on about. No idea. But um, couples, I think couples therapy where you get to powerbomb your significant other needs to be explored, right? Maybe not powerbombs, DDTs, sleepers. Just to, like, could, could we just choke our our partners out in a safe environment, like go to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. All couples therapy should just happen at a Brazilian jiu-jitsu parlor. Is it a parlor or a dojo? I don't know if it's a dojo. A gym? Yeah, sure. A BJJ gym, you know? And that's not a gym where you give out blowjobs. You know what I'm talking about, all right, folks? But, you know, the BJJ gyms, go there, and couples therapy would be great. You know, you just get to safely put your your wife or husband into a sleeper hole, and it's, good night, go to sleep. This is like once a week, back and forth. You know, you wake up, you're like, oh, wow, I got knocked right out. Who did that? Honey, was that you? You got me good there. You got a great headlock. All right, my turn. Get in here, honey. Go to sleep. You know, because in a non-controlled environment, shit can get messy quick. You know, people start throwing around murder allegations. He choked me out. Yeah, but look, it was an, I, I was just trying to do, you know, so do it in a spot where there's witnesses and they're showing you how to do it correctly. You know, but I, I honestly do believe in my heart of hearts that um, more physical violence needs to be added to couples therapy. It's the only way it's going to work. It's the only way it's going to work. Because what else? You know, the second you go to, a th- to, to therapy as a couple, you know, you're saying, this, you're saying your relationship is doomed. It's not going to work. All right, who are we going to get? You know, and there's always the expensive therapist, the really expensive therapist. And there's like the cheap government funded, like this guy will work for like, you know, eggs. You can bring him some eggs and a, you know, used pair of, you know, briefs from Valley Village and he'll be happy. Right? I don't want that kind of therapy. You want that person judging your relationship? Sort of got therapists too. Like all, they, they, they can't be happy, right? They, I feel like they're all just lonely, you know, probably dudes who got vasectomies at young ages and like ladies who got their tubes tied at young ages. Just grown up and like angry they're not in a relationship that's going to go anywhere. So they're just taking it out on their clients. Like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, your relationship is just garbage. I mean, meanwhile, it's my own life that's garbage. But I'm going to tell you it's your relationship because it makes me feel better. Right? Like, honestly, therapists are so not needed. If we lived in, in just tighter-knit communities where we had friends, you know, like close friends and family, that would be way better. You'd just be like, hey, you know, uh, you're kind of being a dick to your wife. You're, you're insulting her all the time. Oh, yeah, I kind of am. You're right. Thanks, buddy. I'll stop that. 
Also on the flip side, hey, you're kind of interrupting your husband all the time there. You know, you should probably just, you know, shut it for like two seconds to let him finish his sentence. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I never, I never thought about it that way until someone else besides my husband told me. Right, because you can say something to your wife or your girlfriend a thousand fucking times, and they're like, "No, I don't do it." It's like you're interrupting me. No, I'm not. It's like, look, I'm gonna tell you, I didn't interrupt you. It's like you just interrupted me in the middle of me telling you that you were interrupting me. And then you, you, you just feel like a fucking a little pussy because you're complaining about being interrupted. You're like, who am I? Right? Like, I don't complain about. I don't. I generally don't complain about being interrupted. I just verbally attack or assault the person who's interrupting me. Right? As a stand-up comedian, it's one of the benefits of the job. You get to, if anybody interrupts you during your work, you can just unleash on, I mean, not right away. You give them a couple warnings, right? So maybe I, I guess maybe I'm, am I treating my life just as one long stand up comedy set and anyone who interrupts me is just getting blasted. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Or maybe you can, you know, I'm not sure. I haven't gone to the therapist yet. I don't know. Right. But all I'm saying is that I think physical violence, the only thing I'm saying, I swear, it's the only thing I'm saying Hey, when people say that and I say, it. you know, I, I found as I get older, I just start doing the things that I hate. Like I hate when people said, you know what I'm saying? The thing is when I'm saying this, or, you know, when you're talking to someone and you tell them a story and then they go, no, this story, this is what I, and then they say their thing. Right. And you go, okay, cool. Right. Like I generally don't say no. Right. But you know, I don't know if you understand me. So I'm telling a story. I'm like, yeah, you know, I fell down a flight of stairs, bashed my head open. It was one of the worst injuries I ever had. The person you're talking to will say, no, 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 no. The worst head. You think that's a bad head injury? I'll tell you a bad head, head injury. Like it's a competition. Like we're, we're sitting. It's like, no, it's a conversation. Let's just talk. We don't have to compete every time we talk. No, no, no. You think that's a story? No, this is a story. And the second someone says no, they've just instantly dismissed. Like you've told them a story about how you fell down a flight of stairs, bashed your head open. You know, it changed who you were as a person. I was dead for 12 minutes on the operating table. No, no, you think that's bad? My uncle Steve, he got hit by a car and actually died for two days. And then they dug him back up just because they, his wife needed his debit card. It was in his wallet and they buried him with it. And then turns out he wasn't dead. You know, it's like, okay, it's not, it's not a story. Okay, that, that's a great story. I'm not going to argue that. That's a great story. You know, but I can't stand when people say, no, not that, this. And you go, fuck off. Not that. The second someone's like, no, I'm like, oh, really? No matter what you say. I'm going to say no to it. doesn't matter. I'm, I'm just going to be like, nah, not that story. And I'm, and I'm going to come up with a better story because I got tons of them and it's going to top yours, right? In this story competitiveness zone, you know, that I hate getting into. You get in it with people sometimes. Certain people, they just can't respectfully hear your story. All they hear, like the whole time that you're telling them something is just their story repeating in their head. They're like, oh yeah, I fell down a flight of stairs. And they're like, flight of stairs story, flight of stairs story, flight of stairs story. Flight of stairs story. You're t- they're talking blah 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 blah. They're like flight of stairs story, flight of stairs story, and and they see your lips stop moving. They're like, oh no no, you think that's a fall down a flight of stairs story? Here's a real fall down a flight of stairs story, you know. And then they go into it, you know. It's just it's ugh. And you know I you know how I know that is because I used to be like that a lot of times. You know you'd be just it's not not a lot sometimes in like family gatherings with more than like five people. Yeah, you're just sitting there waiting waiting like he, the stories are going around everyone's getting their turn and if you don't jump in there someone's gonna jump in for a double dose like my dad or you know uncle alan or whoever else is telling the stories they'll jump in for a double story you know if you don't get in there and tell your story you know so it's like sometimes you get into that you know okay whatever no yeah that's a great story here's this one too and that's just when you're sharing everyone's sharing a story it's a different dynamic you know but nonetheless if you're one of those people who's who's 
listening to someone and then the first thing you say out of their mouth after you hear like a story is no, this story, you're an ass. All right. And cut it out. Stop doing it. Cause you're making the world a shittier place. All right. Really? There's fucking the people that don't do the courtesy nod while you drive. There's uh who else? Peeping Tobs. You know, they're pretty weird. And then those people. That's it. Top three worst. Anyway, you know, on the show, we are, uh, we, me and myself and my bog hair are big promoters of smoking weed. So without any further ado, uh, let's get some, uh, weed greenery into us right now. I'm just living off scraps. Um, I'm, I'm scrapped out. I'm fucking Christmas time has hit us hard folks. I feel like tiny Tim of the weed world. Generally, I'm really just loaded in, in, in weed. I make sure I'm a rich weed man, but these days it's just, it's, it's tough. Please. Huh? I have hit. All right, here we go. What am I even smoking? Drawer fucking, drawer droppings. That's what I call it. Cause I just have this drawer filled with fucking crumbs. More crumbs than like, like the amount of crumbs I have in weed in a drawer is more weed than I had throughout like most of high school. There was a good like half ounce in there of just crumbs. So I'm, I'm, I'm dipping into that now. So who knows what the strain is? It should get me high though. Right. Anyway, don't judge me <laughs> or do. I don't, <laughs> I really don't care. It makes you laugh. That was zesty. So, so, I was reading the news this week. Reading the news. Who am I fucking kidding? I saw a news story headline and I checked it out. No newspapers. I haven't seen a newspaper. I don't even know if newspapers still exist. Like before COVID, you could go to Toronto, any big city, you'd go to a streetcar, there'd be papers flying everywhere. Just pick one up for free. No, no, no. You gotta have a cell phone if you want news. But what's they here? China. All China's back in the news, as they should be. Apparently, they're the world power now. So over COVID, they fucking amped up their military. And in the military index, they actually beat America now. Isn't that crazy? So just all it took was one pandemic of America going fucking all over the place and China being like, yeah, we're just going to build as much military shit during the pandemic so no one notices. And at the end of it, we're just going to be number one. And that's pretty much what's happened, right? So they outrank America with warships. Fuck. I think the only thing America has more of is nukes, but I think those are kind of off the table. Right. Anyway, China's number one military heads up. If you hear a bomb drop beside your house and they're probably responsible. Anyway, um, what, what did I see is that, uh, China's got this Rover on the moon. You know, it's funny that the Chinese Rover is called a Rover, you know, because you figured it would be like a Chinese name, like Ravaba, Revo. Rama, Revolvi, what's Rover in China? Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't speak fluid, any Chinese languages, you know, Mandarin or the others, you know, but, um, they're there, but that's funny though. At the Rover, it's just the Chinese Rover. I wonder if it's, if it's, if that's really the name or is that just the American Canadian, uh, media's version of it. Like, yeah, the Chinese, uh, space Rover is, uh, up there on the moon, just going, by. and that's pretty crazy, right? China's got a vehicle on the moon, just joyriding, just joyriding about. So if they meet aliens up there, if, if, if there's somehow an encounter with aliens, the first people from earth that the aliens are going to meet are going to be the Chinese. And I don't know if I'm all right with that because, you know, I, I got nothing against 
the people, people of China, but the government of China, the way they run shit, a little bit fucked up. You know, the kid, child labor, the, you know, the, the mass human rights violations, just constant, you know, the releasing of, you know, uh, man-made diseases from laboratory. I don't know if that one's true, you know, but a lot of just fucking bullshit in general from the, the Chinese government, right? So, uh, you go, is that who we want representing us to the aliens? You know? The aliens will be like, we come in peace. China will be like, uh, and you work in our sweatshops, right? Just like, <laughs> can we overpower this little alien dude? Yeah, they're only three feet. You're just tall enough to, to work the wallet machine, buddy. Get in here. You know, and then you treat that alien to some nice Chinese hospitality, which is just uh, detaining them in a prison for, <laughs> for two years. Uh, before an execution of some kind. No, that's horrible. But um, yeah, some Chinese hospitality to the to the aliens. Right? I don't know. It'd probably be fine. Better than America, I guess. Is it? I don't know. Who's who's worse, America or China? They're kind of like the same, just different. You know, like same mentality. Like we're number one. We're number one. Except in America, most people are chanting that. Like they got that attitude that they're number one. And China is just a ruler. He's like, I'm number one. I'm number one. And you are all going to make me number one, motherfuckers. You work for me. You know, America's all, we're all like, we're all number one. We're all number one. No, I'm number one. Let's fight. <laughs> That's not really America at all. Not the America I know. It's funny because you get so many different, anyway, whatever. I'll, I'll stop fucking ranting. I don't even know. I'm, I've just been spitballing here. Rolling a balls of spit. I'm like 20. I don't even know how. Let's see how long I'm in, into this episode. I'm fucking 17 minutes into an episode. I haven't said a single goddamn joke. Not a single thing funny. On that note, remember, if you're booking a comedy show this year, hit up James Hammond Comedy at Hotmail.com to book the funniest uh, of a funny comedian. I know what I'm doing. I can navigate most crowds. I'm, uh, I got great life stories. I got some funny observations. A little bit of this and that for everything. It's like the Tim Hortons. I'm like the Tim Hortons of comedy. You know, you got a, a big menu. I got a large menu. You know, everyone in the crowd is going to find something on that menu they like. All right? That's all I'm saying. So if you want a comedian for any kind of occasion, parties, you know, uh, events, events and parties, an event, a parvent of some kind, hit me up at James. It's J-A-M-E-S, Hammond, H-A-M-M-O-N-D, comedy, C-O-M-E-D-Y, at Hotmail. Dot com. Anyway, now that's, that's done. I'm going to smoke a bit more weed. Now that the professional part's over. <laughs> it's crazy. Relationships. Relationships. Who wants to hear a guy complain about his relationship for the next 10 minutes? I do! No. <laughs> No, it's just, uh, I was thinking about it, you know, <coughs> sometimes relationships get rocky, you know, they get tough, not as easy as they were off the bat, you know, as you go on, go on longer into the relationship, it gets tougher, you know, and I really feel that guys, at least myself, and as a guy, I speak for all men on this matter, of course. Not just myself, but I do notice this to be a trait is that we stay in relationships because we're loyal, right? It's like the loyal, the loyalness. Is that a word? The, the, yeah, the loyaltiness of us. I mean, he's got a strong sense of loyalty. As I, I mean, I do at least, right? So you can deal with a lot of shit because you go, you know what? I, I made a, a 
decision to be with this person. And Lord knows I, I'm not wrong generally. I wasn't wrong back when I made that decision. I can't be wrong now. You know, it's just, maybe it's just stubbornness, right? You know, we don't want to admit we've ever made an incorrect decision, but I think it's loyalty. We'll go with loyalty, right? So that's why guys will stay in relationships sometimes, even if they're not going the greatest, you know? I think women will stay in relationships with guys if they're not uh, going the, the greatest because uh, they know they can make you suffer, right? They're like, oh, it's like they see you're unhappy in the relationship. They're like, how long can I just drag this guy through the mud, you know? Because if you're falling in the mud, they're dragging you through it. That's for sure. Just like, oh, yeah. How many years can I get out of this this leech? How, can I, how many years can I get out of this sack of dick? You know, just fucking... Oh, real? Oh, yeah, just both. So they'll stay with you, right? Just to fucking, just to make you more miserable. The second you show, just be, if you want your relationship to be as best as it possibly can, just be a little bit miserable every day, right in the morning. Just be like, oh, man, I'm miserable. And they'll be like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Job complete. Check mark. Boom. And then you go on with your day and it's fine, right? But if, you, if you're waking up whistling, like, da 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 dee da dee dee I love the day. I love the sun. I love everyone. Woo, woo, woo. Life is great singing in the shower oh they're not gonna they're gonna break you down they're gonna go oh why he shouldn't be happier than me they'll start trying to sing a song to you but it's just not from the heart it's not the same as a jimmy song you know you know that it's that they'll, they'll they'll start trying to just to, to break it down you know they go oh no no he can't like there's no why is he that happy he must be cheating on me right there's got to be something going on no way he's waking up happy and whistling beside me i know the way i've been treating him <laughs> Uh, it's okay, folks. My wife doesn't listen to the podcast. I can make fun of her as much as I, I possibly can. You know, she's the only person I know for certain who doesn't listen to the podcast, right? So anyone else, you know, you, there's always that fear they might hear what you're saying and then you'll get in a big argument with them. You'll have to defend your ludicrous statements about them. You know, like, yeah, I said the queen fucking, <laughs> I don't know, the queen eats dildos dipped in cream cheese, right? You can say that, right? Because who knows? Probably true. And the queen, you know, whatever. I'm joking, you know? She could dip it in anything. Is there a better condiment than cream cheese? Is there like a royal cream cheese? Like a something fancier than a cream cheese? I don't know. I think cream cheese is, is a pretty good condiment. Is it even counted as a condiment? You put it on stuff. You don't eat it on its own, Right. You know, you don't just say, hey, but what do you want for dinner today? How about just some cream cheese? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's just eat it. <laughs> you know? I can see myself brushing my teeth with cream cheese. Not even accidentally. You know, like, whoops. <laughs> I thought it was toothpaste. Just like, nah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eat cream cheese. You know, like that supersize me. Remember that movie Supersize Me with the guy who ate McDonald's for 30 days? That should just be like eating yourself to death. That should be a form of suicide, right? If you want to die, you can get like, a, but you can't afford it. You can go to the government and they'll be like, all right, you know, you got nothing left to live for. All right, we're going to pay for your suicide. You're going to go suicide by eating. All right, perfect, perfect. We'll pay, we'll foot the bill. What are you going to eat for 30 days? And it's just like Swiss chalet. Boom, you get a fucking thousand dollar check for Swiss chalet. You go in every day, eat yourself to death, you know? No, bad, not a bad way to go. Oh, you know that joke's bad when you're fucking making yourself yawn. Oh, my God. Back on the... Can I go one episode without talking about Swiss Chalet? I don't know. It's tough. It's I haven't been... That's the one thing I probably miss most from uh, this whole COVID. Because I'm, un, I'm unvaxxed still. I'm one of the few in Canada, you know? 
like part of the 11% or whatever the fuck it is. I just don't, you know, I'm still, you know, my opinions on the shit. I, all the blessings to anyone out there who's got the shot. I hope that you don't grow a third testicle and who am I? Obviously it's going to be fine for most people. You know, there's going to be some negative side effects, of course, as there is. And then there's going to be me who's just chilling, right? Fucking outside of a restaurant. All my friends eat inside. So I got the window. Like, are you having a good time? <laughs> they should do that. They should have like, all right, vaccinated people in the restaurant. The unvaxxed, you can sit at a booth or like a chair at the window and just look in, right? You know, that's <laughs> like you're part of the group. What? I can't hear you through the window. Oh, I know. It's tough. Yeah, I'm still unvaccinated. No, no, I know. I just chose to eat outside of the restaurant. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm unvaxxed still. Can you hear me through the glass? Hello? Hello? <laughs> it would be, uh, it'd be comedical. I wonder if I should just start doing that. You know, just going up to random restaurants and, uh, pretending I'm with someone inside. Like, Hey, it's me. Yeah. You guys just pick out a table. That'd be so funny. It's like, look for the most self-conscious table. You can see them. They'll be dressed the nicest. At a Swiss chalet, they'll be looking around like, oh my God, people are judging me. And then he's go, hey, you guys. Yeah, you. Hey, it's me, your friend. Yeah, I'm still unvaxxed. Can you bring me some chicken out? Some ribs and chalet sauce, please? We don't know that, man. You know me. I live with you. I'm your roommate. It's like a you, me, and Dupree style. I swear, we don't know who that guy is. And then when they if they do come up, be like, hey, man, like, I don't know you. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. You look exactly like... The family I live with. <laughs> I got, I got no, t- I should do that. I think that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't got a busy day. I'm going to watch my kid. Maybe I'll bring my kid to do it. It'll be fun. We'll do some pranks. Father and son. I mean, father and daughter. She's a girl. Not, <laughs> I'm not one of those dads. I'm happy. I got a daughter for sure. But a little Freudian slip, I guess. Who knows? Father and son. Just it just rolls off the mouth better. Father and son, you know? No, but Raina, oh my god, she's amazing. She is great. Oh my god. Woo! Alright, well. Let me smoke another pip because I am I am just not tired enough, you know? Let's get some zest in her chest, so to speak. So yeah, what was I saying? China has got a rover up at the moon. And a rover up there. Chinese rover. Ching Pao. The rover. Tung Tai. Tung Tai. Tung Tai the rover. I don't... It's some Chinese name. Either way. What they saw though, apparently up on the moon, the Chinese rover took a picture of something that looks like a cube. A cubed... Like a structure of some kind. On the moon. On the dark side of the moon that we can't see. Wild, eh? China's just driving around on the moon. I wonder how many accidents the rover's got in, right? Am I right? Because the Chinese are traditionally bad drivers when it comes to stereotypes. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, it's you wonder how long... A, there's a, a cube. There's a cube. Is, is, are we just going to enter the movie Space Odyssey 2001 with the big monolith? Like I feel like we very well could be entering that time, that time frame. You know, Just that movie. We're going to enter that. Computers are going to be our downfall. Right? Yeah, that Hal. Remember Hal? You cannot do that, Dave. That's Siri. The bad guy from Space Odyssey 2001 is literally in everybody's home right now. It's insane. And we don't fucking even... It's, it's nuts. It's nuts, right? 
Well, you could read a book that, that'd be like, you know, that would, would paint a setting that's going on right now. Oh, yeah, there's a pandemic and the government's going to use it as an excuse to take away your freedoms and rights. And you'd be like, oh, it's an interesting book. Huh. All right, I'll return on the news and see what's on. Uh, new news. The government is now using the pandemic to take away freedoms and rights. Oh, yeah, interesting. Oh, fair enough. I guess it's for our own safety. You know, too much freedoms and rights. You know, we just get a little bit, get a little bit too crazy, right? So, you know, those, uh, you know, those guys got our best interests in mind. That's good. Anyway, oh, sounds familiar. Maybe it was that in a book or no, couldn't have been a book. like we never look at shit in, in, in old books and go, well, is this not happening right fucking now? It's like, yeah, it is happening right in front of our eyes. I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little worked up. I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to politicize a comedy podcast because you instantly lose half your audience, right? And here's the thing, right off the bat, I know I'm an idiot in a lot of regards. I'm smart in a lot of ways. I know a lot, a little bit about a lot of stuff. I know a medium amount about certain things I prepare to argue people on or if I, you know, I'm like week to week, I get interested in different things in different regards and capacities. So, you know, I, I know I'm not a genius in, in, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not, not a genius, right? You know what I mean? I've come up with like, like thousands of inventions, but I'm not smart. I'm, I'm smart enough like of a genius to come up with like a thousand inventions, but I'm not smart enough of a genius to figure out how to make any of them. Right. So I'm like, Oh, that'd be a sick invention. Boom. Write it down. Okay. How do I make it? I don't know. I don't know. You know, stuff. China. I guess I'll have to go to China. Get some sweatshops going. You know, because how, like, I mean, I don't know how to make stuff with my hands. I didn't go to shop class. I probably should have gone to shop. Fuck. It's not something I ever thought I'd be saying, oh man, I regret all the classes I skipped in tech class, you know? Skipping by with my, you know, 68% birdhouse. It was a good birdhouse. My teacher did not like it. He was like, no bird would want to live in this birdhouse. I'm like, well, you're not a bird. You don't know that. All right? Why don't we just see? Okay? Birds don't know geometry or fucking angles. They see a house, they go, oh, I'll sleep in there. Why not? You know, they're not picky. They're birds. All right. We're destroying their habitat. There's be, they're thankful that we're giving a little something back. Here's a house bird. You know, actually they probably hate the house. That's why they're shitting on us all the time. Just dropping deuces on us from the heavens. Bird shit from the heavens. It's my Juno nominated uh, album. It's called bird shit from the heavens. It's not comedy. It's a, a folk album. Canadian folk. I just, uh, I sing about bird shit. It's an ode to bird shit, pretty much. And all the times I've been hit by bird shit in my life, which is a lot. So I guess I am fairly lucky. You know, just, it hasn't manifested in luck yet. Just more bird shit, you know? <laughs> they always say, yeah, it's like, if you get hit, hit, hit by bird shit, you're lucky. What happens if, it, if you get hit 26 times in your life with bird shit and then followed up by nothing significantly lucky? Is that lucky? No, didn't think so. <laughs> what if it landed right? I got the last time I got shit on by a, a bird, it went right into my ear. Right, the only way I knew is because on the cusp of my ear there was like berries, like the window of my car was open. I was driving, all of a sudden I just feel like a splatter against my ear. I'm like, what the fuck? And it was clean on the outside of my ear, but right on the rim, going in there was like weird blue, like 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 berries. Berry shit. It was a bird berry shit. Like the bird ate some berries and then he shit it out. And it, it was a goddamn kill shot, man. Right in my ear. My 
my daughter was in the car. And I was like, ah, my ear, there's bird shit in my ear. And she's like, bird shit. And she instantly knew when I saw her. She's like, bird, 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 bird shit, bird poo. Oh, I'm like, oh, no, it's like bird crap, bird poo, bird feet. I don't know. It is, you know, technically nothing's a swear word to a kid and everything, right? You know, because they don't know yet. They're just words. You're just, you're just giving them vocabulary at this point. They don't know enough words for there to be swear. You're just ha- if your kid says shit when when they're starting to talk, you're just happy. You're like, hey, you said shit. That's a word. You're forming words. Yes, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. You know, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, because you want your kid to be able to talk. You want a talking kid, right? Not one of those kids that uh, just like high pitched noises all the time. No thanks. Jeez. Not that I'm sure the kid would be great. You'd love him. You'd have to learn to deal with it. And you'd probably be really patient, probably be a really amazing parent, but just, it would be very tough. It'd be very difficult because just, I've always been a lyric, like when it comes to music, I've always just heard the lyrics more than the beats, you know, like I focus on words. Someone who's more like someone could hear someone go, be like, oh yeah, you want some water. I got you. I'm thirsty too. I'd be like, what? Did he say he wanted water? I didn't hear that. I did not hear that. Let me go. No, I didn't hear it. Maybe I'm too lyrical. A lyrical miracle is well-rounded because I'm spherical. <laughs> oh, that's empirical. Oh, my goodness. Is he coming back with some rap? I think so. Nah. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Don't worry. I always like, oh, is he going to rap? No, no, he's not. I'm, 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 I'm too tired to rap these days. You know, freestyling, freestyling takes it out of you. It really does. Mentally, physically. Your throat hurts afterwards, especially because uh, usually after the freestyle, you blow a lot of people. No, I'm just joking. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, the, it's a lot of it is just tough. It's uh, it, it's fun when there's a good beat. If I hear a beat that I really like, I'll just start freestyle. That's all I need. But if I don't hear a beat, if I don't hear a beat that I like, good luck getting me to freestyle. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I feel like the, the mice in my car are starting to surround me. You know, because there's a, I know that for sure there's a mouse in my car. Anyone out there ever have a mouse in their car? (laughs) Don't worry. Mine's not driving it yet. You know, he hasn't figured out he's, he's hot wired it, but he hasn't figured out how to reach the gas pedals yet. No, he's just nesting in the heating systems. (sighs) Yeah. You can tell it's in the heat because every time you turn on the car, the heat, the heat part of it, at least, you know, you'll get a little bit of, oh yeah, a little bit of mousy. Smells like a mouse is in there, you know? And, uh, it's tough. Because eventually you don't, I mean, I don't like killing mice, you know? And he he is staying in the car. He's like, look, you got the house right there. I could easily get in there. I'm doing you a favor. I'm cleaning up all the garbage from the bottom of your car. To be honest, there was a lot more nuts and like chips and little odds and ends in the floor before the mouse came. And he's doing it. He's not doing a bad job. Like a, a sterilized mouse that can't procreate, I think would almost clean your house as good as a vacuum cleaner. Given the right opportunity, not all mice get opportunity. You know, we're living in a world where some mice get, there's just not equal opportunity for mices. Am I, am I right folks? Am I right? Let's march, march on cat town this Saturday. It's going down. All us mice are heading on down to cat town and we're going to march for, for equal rights, equal for mice, (laughs) equal rights for mice. What am I? No, fuck them, man. They don't deserve it. You know, I, I, I'm not against them. But well, we can't start giving equal rights to gerbils and hamsters. You know? It'd be crazy. 
next thing you know, our prime minister is just a bag of bag of grain. You know, because you know how much hamsters love grain. I don't know the hamsters. Yeah, they are. This get our secretary of state is just one of those water bottles that you see in a hamster cage. It drops water down. Secretary of state, we need uh, your opinion on something. Bloop, 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 bloop. Oh, what a drip. <laughs> Set myself up just to knock him down, folks. He set himself up just to knock it down. That's what happens on the comedy podcast. <laughs> That's a new laugh I'm trying to incorporate. I'm just going to do it all the time. Just, uh, <laughs> Someone makes a joke. It's just, ho <laughs> Good one. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not even sure where I'm going, where I'm going with this. Should I get a joke in? I think I should get a joke in. You know, let's get one more. Let's get a little joke in here. I'm going to smoke a little quick thingy. The wind is windy today. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. Oh, I can't really read these jokes. Let's see what we got here. Yeah. 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 All right. da da da, -da. So, there's a tornado, RIP, to all the victims of the tornado, people who were affected, and it's crazy to think that wind can just start killing people, right? Like, I've never experienced killer wind. I've experienced gusts, heavy gusts, 90 kilometers, 120 kilometers. But then like for the wind to amp up a notch and just go to that, that point where it's like, nah, now we're fatal. Now we're, now we're fucking dealing with some like, like just to go from a windy day to seeing a house flying down the street. It just seems like it's gotta be on purpose. You know what I mean? Like the wind's gotta be a little bit in control of it. It can't just be like an act of God or an accident or just nature. You know, it's just like, nah. Wind is like, okay, wind's blowing hard. I felt hard wind blow, but then for that wind to go, you know what? No, fuck it. No, you're done. No, that guy, that guy pissed in me the other day. Some dude pissed in the wind. I'm freaking taking him out. <laughs> then the wind just amps up. You know, it gets extra windy. It's just a, such a surplus of wind. Such a added amount of wind. You go, it just doesn't seem natural, you know? There's got to be some studies on that. Oh, there is studies on it. Well, we'll do more studies. I'm not satisfied with the wind studies. Okay? I'm sick and tired of all these people saying that we have wind all figured out. Oh, we know wind and how it works. Well, those people, I don't know. I don't know if they do. Maybe we got to investigate wind more, more thoroughly. You know? Am I right? I'll get on it. You know, when was the first windy? I don't know. It's not... It's not that interesting of a topic. It's it's it, wind is fun to watch, but I can imagine it wouldn't be that great to read about. You know, like just to read a stenographer's typing of what the wind is doing. Okay, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's a gust, a whoosh, another whoosh. 
Big whoosh. Someone says big whoosh, you don't get the effect of a big whoosh. Yeah, I was in the uh, windstorm the other day. Big whoosh. Wow, man, it was a big whoosh. You're not like, oh, yeah, I, I, I completely understand that. But when you're in the wind and you get a you're like, oh, shit, that was a big whoosh. You, like, you, you know it was a big whoosh and you feel it. But it's very difficult to explain the feeling of wind, you know, to, to, to someone. The bigness of it, at least, the size, you know, because when you get a big whoosh, it's, you're like, wow, that wind. I remember once the wind nearly took me off my feet. I could literally lean into it. That's how, that's how heavy of a wind it was. I could just, like, turn around and, like, do the, you know, those truss falls. You know, you know, if you see a kid doing trust falls with the wind, he, uh, he's probably on Ritalin, right? Or, you know, if you see a kid doing trust falls with the wind, uh, his parents probably beat him with the shoe. No, you know, if you see a kid doing trust falls with the wind, just like catch me wind. It's like, he probably escaped from the closest mental facility. You know, he did not get locked up tight enough. You know, he's escaped and now he's doing trust falls in the wind, right? <laughs> No better way to get the, the loony bin called on you than just to stand on a sidewalk pretending to fall backwards into the arms of your best friend, also known as the wind. You know? Catch me, wind. <laughs> big whoosh. <laughs> you hear that? He caught me with a big whoosh. No, but the wind, it, it was catching me as I was falling into it. It was fucking awesome. You know? Felt great. Felt great to know the wind was there. I was like, yeah, the wind. Hell yeah. We got to do something about this. We got to harness this kind of power. Oh, we used to do that in the 1800s. Well, let's do it again. Why not? Can't we do it better? No, no, no. Something existed hundreds of years ago. And now we're we're never going to recreate it because we got a nuclear power now. You know, who cares about wind? You know? I'd be pissed off if I was wind, personally. Like, you guys aren't utilizing me. Nearly as much as you could be. Like, do you see how many trees I just blew down last night? There was like 30 trees that have blown down just like on my road specifically. Like the wind is trying to show me, hey, I, I can, I, I got it. I got it, Buzz. I'm the fucking wind. I blow shit over. I'm badass still, you know? Don't count me out, okay? Just when you thought the wind was counted out. <laughs> it's back. And it's windier than ever. This fall or winter or whatever season, it's... The Wind, starring Joseph Gordon-Lovett as the voice of the wind, and Morgan Freeman as the voice of the clouds, and Leonardo DiCaprio as a pigeon. All right, that's pretty, that's a, that's a movie, The Wind, you know? Joseph Gordon-Lovett is the voice, I, I would, I would not watch that, I don't know, I mean, based on the actors in it, I would for sure have to give it a go. You'd be like, oh, that's some good names. My boy Joseph Gordon and then fucking Leo and Morgan Free. Yeah, that's getting to watch. That's getting a couple eyes on it. <laughs> I'm going to be downloading that tonight. Let's watch that new wind movie. You know, it's going to blow you away. <laughs> oh my God, you should blow my brains out for making that joke. <laughs> nah, man, it's it's good stuff. Actually, you know what? I got to, uh, I got, oh my goodness. My child's been left unattended inside around a, a boiling pot of water. What am I doing? I got to get, get back to my family. No, I'm just kidding. She's she's in bed. But um, I got some shit I got to do. Guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, thank you for listening. It's This has been a lot of fun. Uh, this has been the Comedy Podcast. I've been your host, James Hammond. Make sure to, uh, if you want to book me for a comedy show of any kind, small or large, I love them. It's fun to do for me. I've got a decade under my belt of doing stand-up. And, uh, yeah, just hit me up at jameshammondcomedy at hotmail.com. 
and I'll I'll come perform for you. It'll be a great time. I'm now booking for uh, I got a couple Christmas spots left open as well in the new year. Some uh, get some New Year's parties going and uh, anyway, whatever. Yeah. So without any further ado, <laughs> ado, I'm gonna get going, guys. Girls, like I said, much love and blessings to everyone who listened. It might not have been the moment you were waiting for, but it was, in fact, a moment. This has been the Comedy Podcast. Powerbomb your wife! Remix! Okay, I thought of a funny joke right before this whole thing nearly ended here. Okay, don't, don't, don't turn it off. It's not done yet. All right, tonsil hockey. You know, back in the day when you'd make, make out with someone and... You know, back in the day, people still make out today, or they just go right to anal. I think they go right to anal after Tinder. That's probably it. But no, ton- tonsil hockey. They used to be you, you play. You'd make out with a girl, or you'd go on a date with a girl, and guys would be like, "Hey, man, you play some tonsil hockey with her? You get some tonsil hockey?" Which meant that you make out. And no other sports really got. You know, uh, you got any finger football in there with her? You get some finger football, huh? Nice, some finger football. You get some some bowel baseball going on, huh? Some bowel baseball going on there with her, huh? Did you get some uh, hip hockey? Get some hip hockey going? You get some nice hip hip. You play hip hockey with that fine lady down the street. Some hip hockey, huh? You know, did you general golf? Did you get some general golf going? General golf. You know, I think the best sport that you could use to describe sex in any way would just be squash. You know, did you guys squash? Yeah, we squashed. Because <laughs> it kind of the squashing, the sound of squash. The sound of the word squash kind of sounds like the wet noises of sex, right? Squash. Squash. Yeah, it's there, right? So from now on, if you're going to use a sport to uh, as a, a metaphor or, you know, in a way to describe having sex, make it squash. You know? Is there anything better? Water, water polo is pretty good. Water polo, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, you actually played water polo? No, we had sex. It's like, oh, I thought you you actually might have played a game of water polo. No, that's an insane game. No one actually can play water polo unless you're in the Olympics for it. You got to tread water for 37 hours and then score a point. It's not, of course, I, it was sex. Do you think I played water polo? Come on. Smarten up. Anyway, I don't know why I came back to do this stupid. I, I thought of it after I ended the podcast. This is the first time. I've unended the podcast. You ever unend a podcast? Well, I just did. Anyway, folks, uh, take care.